This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner of the $100 is Rich Jones. Okay, Rich Jones, he is stuck in corporate. He wants to break free. He's binging on the show. For your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday morning, simply subscribe to the podcast right now on iTunes and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to prove that you did it. Coming up tomorrow morning, Top Tribe, you're going to hear from Michael Devlin. And he breaks down how to predict sales success on Amazon using a very very interesting algorithm. Okay, Top Tribe, good morning. I am here with my coffee. Really excited to share my guest with you today. His name is Jay Bean, and he's the founder and CEO of Freshline. He's also a focused and innovative entrepreneur with over a decade of online marketing and digital experience. Jay has a proven record of growing digital media technology and online advertising-based businesses with his singular vision. He brings to market startups that offer tremendous value to shareholders and consumers. He was the founder and president of AHA.com until its acquisition by Marchex in 2003. Jay then moved on to found local online marketing company Orange Soda in 2006, which he then sold to Deluxe Corporation in 2012. He then left the position at Deluxe, which is Chief Strategy Officer, to start Freshline in 2014. He's also won all kinds of awards, including in 2009, the Ernst & Young Entrepreneur of the Year finalist. He loves SMBs. That's why I wanted to have him on the show. Jay, are you ready to take us to the top? Absolutely. <laughs> so let's do this. Let's let's go all the way back. First things first to AHA. Why did you jump into the startup space back in what was that, 2001 or 1999? It was actually 1999, 2000. Um, <clears throat> I was working for a guy that I thought that I could go out and, and um, he didn't, I don't think he really appreciated me and I didn't, he didn't build a great culture. And, and I saw the online space and thought that I could go out and create a cool little company. I just didn't realize how hard it was going to be. <laughs> so what was AHA.com? <clears throat> AHA was actually one of the early pay-per-click search companies. Um, and um, we actually built a great little business. It grew in three years from startup to about a $35 million run rate before it was acquired. And when you say $35 million run rate in kind of the pay-per-click space, I mean, is that a true MRR, monthly recurring revenue business? How'd you measure that? Yeah, I mean, we had about 40,000 small business advertisers. About half the revenue was actually paid out to our distribution partners, which at the time were a lot of the, the major... Um, search engines that are now no longer around. Got it. Okay, very cool. So you sold that to Marchex. You said it was a $30 million run rate. What'd you sell it to Marchex for? We actually merged with them. They were actually a startup. And so, um, I mean, we actually had um, our shareholders took cash out, but then we had a piece of Marchex. They went public about a year later. And so, um, I mean, the overall return for our investors, our early investors was probably, I don't know, 15x. So how did you, I mean, was that a tough decision when you decided to sell to MarchX and you were basically getting stock on the hopes that it, I mean, it looks brilliant now, but you were, you did the deal in the hopes that it would go public. Yeah. I mean, I think we got, we got, we did get cash out though too. So, I mean, you have, you, we had both the upside and then the, the double dip. So it was, it was beneficial. Um, I think where search was at the time and pay and pay-per-click at the time, we didn't know where it was going. And so it was a, 
it was a hard decision, but it was easy at the same time. So when you say that the deal included cash up front plus kind of the double dip, what was that split? Well, how much was the cash up front? And then it's hard to quantify, obviously, the, the stock price. But Oh, yeah, we, we made, I mean, most of us internally probably made more off the stock than we did off the upfront, probably two to one. Okay. So the up, so what was the, again, if you had to try and quantify, I'm trying to base, the reason I want to do this is for a $30 million run rate back then. I'm curious what the the multiple was. It's it's probably like, uh, probably equated to about one and a half or two X. One and a half or two X of top line. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I'm having people on that are, I mean, Jay, you probably see this in the market right now. They're just getting ridiculous top line MR multiples, which I think is crazy because they're never going to grow into these valuations. I mean, they're sunk basically unless they go public. No, it is. I mean, I think, and that, and that happens within markets, right? I mean, I think you go through these evolutions, um, and part of my current startup. I mean, we're we're very much more we're very much software based versus service based. I mean, because I think even Orange Soda, I mean, Aha, um, both had a, very, a service component and service. Anything that has a service component that is a little bit more service than software, um, you take a you take a huge hit on. Mm-hmm on kind of that that multiple but just but be- i think yeah i think you're right though i think that we are in a in a little bit of a bubble there and it's what you're articulating basically when you have like a two thousand dollar setup fee and then it's 200 bucks a month you know those professional services fees are great for cash but in terms of a discounted cash flow model to get a exit price they're really just going to look at the mrr they are yeah, everyone's going to look at the MRR. Yeah, okay. I just wanted to make sure I was following you. Okay, so walk us through. You sell to MarchX. You get some cash, some stock. Why'd you found Orange Soda? And then walk us through the sale to Deluxe in 2012. Yeah, I mean, um, I it was we actually stayed there. I mean, almost our entire team stayed at, at MarchX for about three years. Um, I left and moved my family to Europe for a year. And while I was over there, I started Orange Soda. <clears throat> and at the time, I mean, I saw this transition, um, small businesses really kind of exiting Yellow Pages, needing to get online. And we thought that we could create some simple solutions um, that enabled them to see success with um, not only paid search, but really SEO, which was on the local or small basis in 2006, 2007 and was really unheard of. I mean, just because the, the prices were not affordable. And what we were able to do was to take an enterprise level SEO solution and put it onto almost like an assembly line approach where we basically cut it down to little bits, use technology to tell us what to do. And then we had people do, we had manual people write the content and do the postings and other things like that. But what we were able to do was to take a, $1,500 a month SEO um, type of account and sell that for $200 a month or $300 a month and be profitable with it. Interesting. So about $200 or $300 a month was about the the average ARPU across the, across the small business that we're using, you guys. How many small businesses did you grow to in terms of paid customers before the sale to Deluxe? Um, about 10,000, about 10,000. Okay. So I mean, is it fair to just do the math and say 10,000 times 200 bucks a month to get your run rate? Yeah, we're 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 in the um, we're in the thirties. Yeah, you're like th- about thirty, say almost same as actually same as Aha, huh? Yeah, it was about the same size as Aha. Absolutely. Okay, and how? So you sold Aha back in again two thousand three. Okay, then take us to two thousand twelve. You're selling to Deluxe. The M and A market at that point, what was kind of the equation Deluxe used to value Orange Soda? I mean the 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 problem the problem 
is when you have partly a paid search business, um, I mean, and you're sharing so much revenue, I mean, it, it's, it's hard to evaluate. Um, it's public numbers, though. I mean, um, Orange Soda was acquired for about 28, 30 million, somewhere in there. Plus, there's obviously stock and other things for the internal guys. But so the X was actually, even though revenue was about the same as AHA several years earlier, um, the exit amount for us was actually lower than 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 what AHA was, <clears throat> um, and and we raised we raised four times the amount of money as we did with AHA. So how much did um, you raise in Orange Soda? Orange Soda we raised about eleven and a half million. Um, AHA I had raised about uh, less than three. And are you? We'll get to fresh time here in a second. But is it bootstrapped so far, or have you raised? <laughs> Um, no, we've we've bootstrapped and raised. So I mean, we all of the internal guys would put money in, and then um, and then we've taken about a million dollars um, externally. Oh, cool. Okay, great. So we'll get to that in a second. But okay, you took uh, you took Orange Soda. You grew it to about ten thousand small businesses, paying two hundred bucks a month for kind of a packaged SEO uh, solution. You got a one x multiple just because of the mix of your revenue was you know some professional services, some MRR. You then left as chief strategy officer in two thousand and fourteen. Walk us through. There's a lot of people in the top tribe listening who are stuck in a corporate position that they may like or may not like, but they want to get out. How did you leave a position like chief strategy officer? to get out and start your own business? I said, bye. (laughs) Easy for you to say. Well, let me ask it differently. What would you tell people who are currently stuck in a position like Treef Stagy officer that want to get out? Do you know, I think it's, I think it's extremely hard. I mean, I've been in, I've been in kind of a a startup mode for the past 15 years. And so um, when I start something, I know I'm going to I know I'm going to sell it at some point and um, I'm going to work there for a little while and then I'm going to go probably start something else. And so for me, the decision was pre-made even before I, I, before I sold to deluxe that I was going to leave at some point, I just didn't know what that point was, but I think it's really hard because I mean, if you, if you have a great salary, you have great benefits, you're working for this company and then leaving, knowing that you're not going to get paid for a few years and that you're going to have all these other stresses. I mean, I think it is really hard for um, a lot of individuals, but at the same time, I mean, it's so rewarding when you see, Hey, we've started with a clean piece of paper here. And we're building something and coming up with the the right um, product market fit, so on and so forth. I mean, there's all, also so many rewards, and and you a lot of times you do you get a, a payday at the end. It may take you three or four or five years, but you do get a payday at the end if you're successful. And so, but I think I think it's hard. I think it would be helpful for people to understand the opportunity cost, like what you really gave up in order to like take this leap. It'll give them more confidence, I think, to do it themselves. Do you mind sharing as chief strategy officer at Deluxe? Just ignore benefits and everything. What was just the pure salary there that you gave up? Um, well, I, I don't know how to give my exact salary, but I mean, I I, I made more than I, I, I've ever made as a CEO of my own company from a pure uh, um, or a salary. range. What's a range, Jay? Give us a big old range. Um, two fifty to three fifty. I mean, okay. somewhere in there. And so, I mean, you're 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 making decent money, and um, and then, but you know that you're going to go. And I've done this. Tw- I've done this a couple of times now. So, um, between Aha and Orange Soda, I essentially went for four years with making zero dollars. Um, I'm back to that again. So, I mean, you have to have 
you have to have some confidence that <laughs> um, in your abilities to actually build something. Um, but uh, I don't know. I think it's I think it's 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 still difficult for people. I mean, they have to kind of get over that and be prepared um, from a, a, a standpoint, from a financial standpoint, knowing that you're going to be going a while. Don't think that you're going to you need three months worth of money kind of on hand to pay your mortgage, right? So there's there was a lot of like recent graduates listening that are maybe making fifty thousand or sixty thousand working in New York or Chicago or San Francisco or Austin Texas or whatever and maybe some that are in corporate that have been in corporate for maybe five to ten years maybe they're making one hundred one hundred and fifty k for them would you recommend if if they just have the startup bug and they've got a problem they want to solve I mean should should they be thinking about okay do I have at least two years of fixed expenses covered in my bank before giving up that corporate job or no. Well, I think I'm different because I'm, I mean, I'm in my mid forties. I have a wife and four children, um, <laughs> one in college, I mean, and a senior in high school. So, so my situation is different than the new, the newly grad. I mean, like when I started AHA, um, I left a job making $43,000 a year. So that was in, in 1999, I quit my job. I was making $43,000 a year. How old uh, it was 15 years ago, so I was 30 years old, 29 years old. Okay, um, and and so I had I, and I had two kids at the time. Um, I didn't have any money to start a company. I had no experience starting a company, and but you, you can persevere through it. I mean, you can you need to figure things out. And I think that every startup I've had, there's those hard times where you don't think you're going to make it to the, the the next day, but by just kind of sticking with it um, and persevering and, and believing in that dream and getting others to believe in that dream. And, and, um, you, you, you can make it. And so I don't care if someone's making 30,000 a year, 50,000 a year, um, they'll figure out a way to make it happen. Right. Well, did you, when you left that $43,000 month job at 29 years old with two kids, did you have some money saved? So you knew you had some runway for yourself if the business failed? Yeah, I had six weeks of runway. You had six weeks of like family expenses and rent saved. You are a crazy, <laughs> yeah, I, you are a crazy man. Yeah. I literally, I literally had, I literally had nothing. And, and, um, I remember, I mean, I've, I've sold cars when I've needed to, to get along. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, so you do what you have to do. I mean, you, you, you put money on credit cards. I mean, I've had, I've had times where I've had well more than, a, um, a half million dollars on, on credit cards. Half million um, dollars, Jay? Holy shit. How, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. How did you do? So you just basically use that just with the confidence knowing that one day you're going to be able to pay it all back. You're going to be successful. Yeah, I mean, but but um, part of it is, I mean, just leveraging. I mean, it's harder today, I think, from a credit card perspective. But in Orange Soda's case, I mean, yeah, we were we would just use credit card to help us float our our Google payments and other things. Well, so it gave you it gave you sixty days of extra runway on without raising more money. So I mean, but anyway, you, you kind of do those things, right? Mm-hmm. What did your wife I, think? What did your wife think about all this? She's actually used to it. I mean, I think um, she knows what we're getting into when we when we when we're going to go start something new, and um, and we know that we look at our expenses differently. We we I mean, our lifestyle does change even now. I mean, um, being in a startup, I mean, we do change some things. I mean, we still there's some things that we 
don't change. I mean, we like to go on vacation a couple times a year, and so we still plan those out. But um, but we're not probably taking um, the trips that we would if we had more if, if we weren't in startup mode. Plus, mm-hmm. you don't have the time, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. So let's, this is really valuable. People are going, oh my gosh, Jay's just like me. They're going to research the heck out of you. And Jay will link to everything about you, your Twitter, your Facebook, your websites, your, your history in the show notes at nathanlacka.com forward slash the top one, four, eight. So tell us about fresh slime. Okay. On your homepage, it says build your business, grow loyal, dependable customers. What if, when people pay you, what do they buy? So they're really getting two things. I mean, so small businesses have a hard time attributing their marketing dollars all the way through transactions. So any any real marketing function for a local service-based business today, for example, well, let's say it's a air conditioning um, company or uh, someone, a salon or whatever, um, they really attribute most of their value to the clicks and the calls that they get. What Fresh Lime does is we actually take it one step further and we actually help them attribute um, value all the way to the transaction. And so we're going to take the transaction all the way back to the marketing and we help them understand their, their business a little bit better. So we give them a dashboard, not like dashboards because dashboards are not actionable, but our dashboard is really super simple and it actually gives them actionable things they need to do. So if it's an air conditioning company, we're going to show them the, the companies, their past customers that they need to contact this month that are most likely need of their service again. Mm, and, and then, um, and then we have a built-in engagement tool that that stays up with all the engagement. So you can just put on autopilot. We're going to send out engagements every single month um, into different customers that are most likely to need their service this month. And um, and we've shown that we can actually get really good response rates by engaging the right customers at the right time. And so if you got a new air conditioning unit a year and a half ago, we reached out to you in October and said, hey, winter's coming on. You need to get your air conditioner serviced. We'll be out there next Thursday or Friday for $69. People click yes, and and it's kind of done. So they're not waiting around for the customers to call them, and um, and so we literally put more revenue back in their pocket rather than them spending money to buy new customers um, to do the same amount of appointments. So you, this is that makes good sense. This is now two years old, right? No, it's actually we launched it uh, about. 13 months ago, 14 months ago, we actually, and we actually have only been adding customers for probably the last um, six or seven months. We have a couple hundred customers um, that are direct customers. Um, similarly to Orange Soda, we mostly sold our product through partners. Mm-hmm. Um, Fresh Lime will be the same. And so we just, we want to bring on enough customers to prove out the concept and find the right um, product market fit and so now we're to the point where we've we have a system that is scalable and so while we we have a couple hundred customers and we'll i mean our revenue this year is pretty low i mean we'll do about 250 mm-hmm. um next year by this time i mean we'll have a probably a i don't know a four or five million dollar run rate i mean we'll grow that much next year but it but we're Customers will actually come mostly through outside affiliate relationships or partner relationships. Got it. So I'm trying to figure out just plan wise, if you've got, let's call it 300 customers and you're going to do about 250 grand this year, they're paying you what, somewhere around 800, 900 bucks a month. Is that accurate? No, um, the average customer will spend about 250 a month, 200 to 250 a month. Okay, so then you're getting a lot of that, a lot of the quarter million in revenue that it must be coming from the one-time implementation fee you guys have. 
So, so we get it. We get a one-time implementation fee, and then and then it's a monthly reoccurring. Got it. Got and, it. And and we've had we've had really good retention on customers who come on because we could actually show them value fairly quickly. It's not one of these. It's not one of these things. Most marketing is the small business has to hope they're going to get value out of it. Um, we can actually show them they're getting value out of it. Um, even in the early days of the campaigns. Very cool. Well, okay, Jay, before I get into my favorite part of the show, just real quick, ARPU-wise, so again, you've got a couple hundred customers. Um, let's ignore breaking down between MRR and one-time implementation fee. What's like the average ARPU, would you say, per month across the customers? I mean, it, it, right, it's, it depends on the size of the customer, but I mean, um, on the low end, it's going to be 150 a month. On the high end, it's going to be 400 a month. And so that's, re- that's really the range. So the, the one truck window cleaner in San Antonio, he's going to be spending probably at, um, 150 to $200 a month with us. Okay. And you said retention was really good month to month. What's retention? Um, well, we're so early on, I mean, but, but, um, like our core customers that could completely set up, um, we've lost a couple of those. Um, the thing that we didn't realize was some of these small businesses are so, um, month to month we've had, we've had a number that have, um, churned out as a result of credit card failure, yeah. um, but, but, but customers are getting set up. We're actually bringing them revenue and we become a, a key piece of of, of what they're what they're doing and so we see lifetime value probably um in the three to four thousand dollar range is what we're we're projecting okay so okay three to four thousand bucks and if they're paying on average you know call it two, 250 bucks per month they're staying a little over a year on average uh, yeah they're gonna they're, i mean well, three or four thousand they're gonna stay it's probably about a five percent churn rate yeah monthly so, yeah Okay, Top Tribe, do not forget your chance to win 100 bucks right here on the podcast every Monday. It's very simple. You just subscribe to the show on iTunes. And then once you've done that, text me to prove that you've done it. My number is 703-431-2709. Subscribe now and text me to enter. 703-431-2709. Top Tribe, one of my favorite tools that I use to pump out great blog content and to really hire growth hackers on demand is Growth Geeks. It's a great tool. I use it for my blog, for my images, to help with the podcast production. And I worked out a great deal with the founder because he was on the show. Go to growthgeeks.com forward slash the top to start a free trial right now. Again, growthgeeks.com forward slash the top. Very cool. That's good. Yeah, that's great. Um, Everyone kind of has different uh, targets in terms of retention. And it's always interesting. I mean, especially when you're in the SMB space, you hear wildly fluctuating churn rates month to month because the fact is, you know, what is it? Eight out of 10 small businesses just die. So um, it's it's a fun space. Okay, cool. All right, Jay, we're going to get to my favorite part of the show. I want to reiterate, guys, we're going to link to Fresh Slime. We're going to link to AHA. We'll link to Orange Soda, which is now deluxe in the show notes at NathanLacka.com forward slash the top one four. Eight. All right, Jay, do you know what's next? It's something about five <laughs> items. <laughs> All right, man, I'll give it to you. Good guess. It's time for the famous five. Are you ready? Yep. Number one, what is your favorite business book? Um, actually, I love culture. And so one of the books I just read recently was um, Leaders Eat Last. And there's a couple of others, but I think that's a great one. Is that Simon Sinek? <clears throat> Yep. Very good. Okay. Number two, is there a CEO that you're following or studying right now? 
You know, I, I, I like, I mean, there's a number of people I like, um, but uh, Jeff Bezos is one that I, I, I always come back to just because he keeps reinventing and using the assets that they have within Amazon to do different things and to touch um, or, and to connect with consumers in different ways. And um, I think it's just amazing kind of what they, a lot of people are down on him sometimes, but at the same time, I mean, he's, he's changed our world dramatically. Yeah. Okay. Number three, is there a favorite online tool you have like Evernote? I use a, a cool little tool called to do, and it just keeps track of all the to do's, whether it's my personal life, my church or, or, or business. And it's just a great little, a great little app on the iPhone. Okay. And you told us earlier, you're married, you have four kids. So here's a question. Yes or no. Do you get eight hours of sleep every night? No, I'm not an eight hour. I'm a five or six hour night sleeper. Hey, there you go. Extra efficiency. Last question, Jay. You said you're 43 now? I'm uh, 45. 45. 46. 46. Okay, take us back 26 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Um, I That's a really good question. Probably, um, I mean, have confidence in yourself, but also, I mean, I think utilize others to help you accomplish your goals. No one's going to build a successful big business all by themselves. And so kind of the network and relationships are super key. And that's something I did not understand when I started AHA. I learned it. It was very key in, in Orange Soda. But I think as much as you can and as you can network and, and utilize others and mentors to help you get where you're going, the better off you're going to be. Well, guys, there you have it. Jay Bean from founding AHA.com back and selling it in 2003 for somewhere around 30 million bucks to founding Orange Soda and exiting to Deluxe to now relaunching, giving up everything and relaunching Fresh Lime in 2014. He'll do 250K this year and hopefully three or four million next year. Jay, thank you for taking us to the top. Hey, thank you. Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday. Guys, Jay was a star today. He did it so well. Everyone's going to love this. And if you enjoy Jay, go listen to Troy yesterday. He's got a great business. And I flat out asked, would you sell to WP Engine for a million bucks? He answered live on the show.